0: Welcome to Every Album Member with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour, and I'm joined as always by my lovely, wonderful co host, Alexander Volt. Say hello. A hello. A hello. Happy Halloween, everybody. Is here, that what we're doing? There we are again. It's not Halloween yet, so it feels weird, but it, it is when this is being released. Yes. This is Every Album Member, the podcast where we listen <laughs> uh, to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. That is a new discography, more or less, per episode. And today we are talking about. Samhain or Sam Hain, tomato tomato
1: yeah I'm not gonna I'm not gonna
0: so, th- so let's already get into it with the with the fucking name of the band because
1: so traditionally or normally I guess it's yeah. pronounced Samhain it is and then I was like well maybe they like pronounce it that way for the band but I was listening to some of the tracks no,
0: they, here's the thing they do pronounce it that way for the band in the songs Danzig says Samhain but yeah. in interviews and when discussing the band, it's Sam Samhain. My guess is that it's annoying to keep telling people how to pronounce it and mm. they're just rolling with it.
1: That, that makes a lot of sense. Also, it's, uh, it's part of Danzing's wacky, wacky charm.
0: It, indeed, I'm a big Samhain fan, as you can tell on my shirt. I bought this t-shirt when I was 13 years old. I still have it. It still doesn't fit me.
1: It's the biggest shirt I've ever seen you wear.
0: I don't wear big shirts typically. No. I think they're silly. I feel really awful wearing this shirt, but it is cool. It's made of a very thick, soft cotton. It's held up many yeah. many moons. This is I literally a 15-year-old shirt.
1: Color scheme action today.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, technically Halloween. Fucking yeah. whatever. Yeah. So we, not one year ago, or literally one year ago, the Arna Misfits episode, episode 11, he said, you know what? Ooh. Let's let's do it as every whole let us do a Danzig band. And sure enough, we are at the second of Glenn Danzig's bands. Uh, did I plug? I did not plug. I didn't did plug not plug anything. If you want to support us, which yes, you definitely do. Please say you do. Please support us. Uh, subscribe on youtube.com slash every album ever. Uh, Apple podcast, Spotify, leave reviews, ratings, you know, do what you want. Tell your friend or you can, no, don't do that. Whatever, <laughs> whatever will save your relationships in your personal life. You do that. But if you want to help us, you can also do that. Uh, this is the first episode in our many episodes that there will not be a Spotify playlist on. Yeah. Why is that
1: Alex? Uh, Because all these albums are out of print and you would think for how much dancing likes money. Yeah that minimum they would be streaming minimum because i believe he owns the rights to all he of it. does
0: everything was published on re-released on his evil live record mm-hmm. label and everything on evil live or most things in evil live have not been put on streaming uh platforms so <clears throat> you'll get the good Danzig album streaming, like the, the quintessential those, first four. Those
1: are on American.
0: Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but all the ones that he put out, all the weird, you know, <laughs> mid to late 90s era Danzig albums, which maybe you don't want to listen to, but maybe you do. Those are gone. You have to find them somewhere. Remember uh, Wicked Pussycat? I do. That was off of... Uh, right. I Luciferi, the seventh Danzig album. Yeah. I wish I didn't know that. But I'm a fucking big fan of his.
1: That's the. It's th- so embarrassing. <laughs> that was my first introduction to uh former Queens of the Stone Age drummer, I believe, Joey Castile.
0: Castillo. Castillo? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Joey Castillo. He was a. Uh, so he started. Joey Castillo started playing with Danzig on the fifth album the black acid devil the techno dancing album which i fucking have it in that drawer it's like deep in there i had that on cd i fucking went out of my way to buy that album when i was a young (laughs) foolish boy (laughs) and you know what I, i listened to it not super long ago maybe a year or so or maybe longer ago and it's stupid sure but some of it's pretty cool some of it, some we're,
1: of it is okay. Some of it's actually really fucking cool. We're getting into spoilers a year a year from now. <laughs> I know, yeah.
0: To the next year for Danzig and, and his solo band, but uh, okay. So none of none of these Simon albums are, are streaming at all. So I'm gonna gush a little bit. I have more of a defined, objective outlook on the band now than I did when I was a kid, but still like. I still think people should fucking listen to some of these albums and it's not going to be easy. You can YouTube most of it, Mm -hmm. but even, even then this is a short discography. And even then it's one of the more convoluted ones because there are re-releases and re-recordings and different versions with completely different track listings. So we're going to try to cover it as much as possible and not to give too much of a spoiler, but I will uh, give a little bit of a hint. This is my most ridiculous ridiculously complicated uh picks for best and worst really it's it's a mess it's there, a fucking mess
1: there's not even that much to choose from which no. makes it even more ridiculous there's
0: all kinds of stipulations so yeah. that that's how i feel about this band
1: but it's a interesting band to have all these complex feelings for I've, yeah. I've never really listened to them until now i think i've heard like a song or two But uh, I think I do fall into the camp of this was a transitional period for 100% for dancing. And uh, it's it's the the middle of something that's not really.
0: It's the ugly duckling of all his bands. It's the one that people don't. Well, if you're a Danzig fan, you know them for sure. But for other people, it's you know the Misfits and then maybe you know Danzig. Mm-hmm. If you're There's very little chance that you just casually came across I mean, unless you saw the name somewhere and ignored it. Because the font for the first two records is the same exact font as the Danzig logo. The well, exact same font.
1: Well, we'll get into that later on. Yeah. I just don't want to. <clears throat> right, right. Shump the gun a little. But
0: it, it is a very overlooked band. I think the, one of the reasons I, I resonated with them so much when i was a kid it's because like one grew up heavily overbearing christian household so Mm. if i find an evil outlet i'm fucking leaning right into it yes so i was already indoctrinated with the misfits so uh danzig seemed a little bit too more you know rock like radio stuff so as soon as i figured out when i was like i don't know 12 or something that i was like wait he has a middle band that no one talks about where they performed covered in, covered in blood. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this is it. This is the thing that I have to obsess over, which I did. I was the only person in all of my middle school and high school wearing fucking Samhain shirts. I had more, but they died. This yes. is, this one held up. It, it really held up.
1: held up. I have no idea yeah. how. Um, I like the idea of the band that it's supposed to be a heavier, darker... Supposed to be. It's supposed to be, and we'll get into the nitty gritty of it, but
0: so let's talk. Uh, I'd rather not interrupt the, the albums with it so much, but talking a little bit about how rare these albums are now, and I had the fortune—oh, that's right—of picking up the fucking box set when I was thirteen or so. I'm assuming thirteen. That's like the age I keep going with. Um, this has all of their records, including one live album, and. This was, this is where it starts getting a little bit complicated because the second record was re like parts of it were re recorded and then it was re released as a standalone, and the last record, which came out in nineteen ninety, was re released here with a completely different second half, like completely different second half, and um, it also uh, came with a VHS, yes, with a bunch of live footage, which is very neat. They're they're literally covered in blood when performing. It wasn't like a a cover art kind of thing. thing.
1: It was for the
0: yeah, and it wasn't even uh, fake blood. It was cow blood. It was real blood.
1: Oh because snap!
0: Dancing's a fucking psycho, and it also came, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, with this comic. Oh, nice! <laughs> this fucking gnarly ass. I haven't open I haven't opened this box in a long time. Um, so right here, I think it's. A superhero rendition of Howard Stern oh, fighting yeah. a devil version of Glenn Danzig, and there is no—I st- mean, it's just porn. It's just porn with exploding guts. <laughs> um, yeah, they're 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 double they're they're training this. By training, I mean double teaming this this uh, groupie. Uh, one of them turns into a demon, and his dick goes through her entire body uh, because it's Danzig. And he is forever
1: a thirteen-year-old boy.
0: Indeed, some solid fucking art, though. As like it's really cool. It's I mean, you're not the camera's not gonna be able to pick it up, but uh, it's really stupid. It's fucking crazy. It's yeah. really weird. Uh, the, then it has this fucking. Sorry, I'm just like doing an open open box of like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not gonna find this anywhere unless it's like. How much did you say it
1: was? Yes, this. Can go up to anywhere from two hundred to four hundred dollars. So if Holy shit. if you at home have this, a hold on and take good care of it, or B, if you don't really care about it, sell it.
0: Sell it. Get some get some rent money. Exactly. So, so this this little booklet is very cool. It has all the lyrics, which is oddly enough hard to find the lyrics. Not that you're missing that much. Um, it has uh, a little bit of a blurb from their first drummer, Steve Zing, as well as some stuff written by Danzig, uh, some stuff written by Yuri Vaughn. No, Linda May. Linda May. Uh, bunch of photos, all covered in blood. Neat stuff. Uh, and then <clears throat> obviously it has all the albums on CD form, which is, oh, fuck. I could already feel it. I could already oh. feel one of the albums is empty. Yep. Sure That's enough. That's going to
1: bring down the value.
0: Yeah, November Coming Fire is not in here. The hardest one to find out of all the albums. That's the hardest one to find. Uh, I'll find it. I'll find it. God damn it. Uh, and then here it is. The, the lovely VHS, which is impossible to watch nowadays. But
1: I own a VHS player, so dude, I could watch my um, original Star War without the George Lucas fuckery <laughs> involved.
0: See, some to the untrained ear, they would think that it has no place here. Uh, talking about Star Wars with Danzig, but it's 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 all the place because he's a big giant fucking nerd. Oh, okay. He writes comic books and he like?
1: I also I um I think I have access to Shutter, and I believe his awful movie that he directed. Shut the fuck? Have you made a movie? Is on Shutter, and we should we should watch it, dude. Totally down. So down. Uh, yeah. We oh. sh- but I think I might be free this weekend. We should oh, we should
0: watch it. I'm into it. I'm into it. That's that's gonna be our Halloween celebration. Uh so needless to say, big fan, I'm actually very surprised it's so hard to find these albums.
1: It's it's so weird. I you know, if uh you're a fan of the podcast, you know how I feel. I think everything should this be available. readily available, bare minimum streaming somewhere.
0: So here's another I probably mentioned it on the previous episode. Um, I actually, to, I believe I did. If you go on Apple music, we've, we've ranted several times now about how Apple music is the worst. If you're having, if you have to choose between Spotify or Apple music, go Spotify. Uh, Cause if you search for Sam Hain in Apple music, they pop up and they have a full bio. Glenn Danzig started Sam Hain, yada, yada, yada. And all the albums are by a completely different band. It's, yeah. they're not there. They're just, it's just this weird listing where it's the right listing but someone else's records are there.
1: Very strange. But, yeah, I don't know. Maybe uh, now that he's got that sweet, sweet Misfits reunion money, he can sit down Uh, and re-release these things. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you fucking bastard, he better. Uh, Okay, so backstory of the band.
1: Uh, Started, you know, immediately after he left the Misfits. And like I said, it was supposed to be a a heavier, you know, more heavy metal, darker version of the Misfits. Um, there's less silly lyrics. There's still some silly lyrics because yep. it's dancing. You can't get away from that. No. Um, but yeah, they were supposed to focus more on paganism and the occult than say... You know, I was an Astro zombie or
0: whatever the Misfits sing about. Teenagers from Mars. Teenagers from Mars. We don't don't care. care.
1: Um, Yeah, so pretty, pretty simple. He recruited this uh, ragtag group. I believe the only like consistent member was Erie Vaughn.
0: Who went on to play with him in the quintessential Danzig lineup.
1: Yes, which uh, there's a reason for that, and we'll we'll get Ooh, into. I'm curious. Um, but yeah, so this is for all intents and purposes a a Danzig solo project, anyways. Yeah, from yeah. the beginning.
0: I mean, not that the were warrant that kind of already. I mean, yeah. he, he, everything he's involved with, he just writes everything and takes credit for things maybe he didn't write exactly. But uh, I would say, still here, he is. He is still. Has not gone down the drain of weird uh, electronica, heavy metal, repeating the same thing over and over again. Right here was still kind of novel what he was doing. So Samhain had four records total. First one released in 1984. The last one was released posthumously in 1990. So let us begin. This is 1984's Initium. Even by the cover, you're like, that's the Misfits, right? It's the Misfits covered in blood. (laughs) Yeah. Also, we skipped it. You know what? I'll talk about it afterward. We'll talk about it afterward. I think this is a killer intro.
1: It's a little more metal, a little more gallopy. Yeah, this
0: does not sound like Misfits. (laughs)
1: a lot more tom drum oh that's booby
0: that's yeah. some fucking we have
1: toms I don't know if you would necessarily get that in the misfits not
0: really no. it's also way slower than the misfits that's pretty fucking great I love this song So already, so that, that song definitely gives the impression like, oh, these guys are mad. They're pissed off. They're kind of evil sounding. They're, they're, they're heavy as shit. Mm-hmm. Not really the rest of the record, though. No,
1: it's not a great album.
0: I disagree. No, I, I, I agree. <laughs> it's, I like it a lot. I don't think it's a great album, though.
1: Um, And then like the intro that we didn't play, I oh, yeah. think is very cool. And it sets like a mood. Really? What? I think it's like, like, oh, this is going to be a really dark album. I
0: think that intro is one of the most laughable, dumb pieces of shit that Danzig has ever done. <laughs> that intro is fucking
1: awful. It's There's just him w- trying to be scary. There's way worse, but... By him?
0: Yeah. Where? That's one of the worst... I think it's one of the worst things he's done. It's just a moody, like... I like the 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 feedback not, it's not really feedback it's more like white noise mm-hmm. uh sounds like a whirlwind of whirlwind of white noise behind him but he's just sort of like ranting about how you don't you don't you think you've known pain you've known nothing feel my touch or whatever the fuck um it's really dramatic I know there it's were really,
1: actual words to it Maybe oh i know why. those
0: words by heart it's unfortunately <laughs> it's fucking silly but it, it reminds me a little bit this is totally jumping the gun a, a whole year but the song "Sadistical." Okay. From Danzig's fourth album, where it's this really cool, fucking actually scary sounding track that's almost basically not music. But then he starts talking over it, trying to be edgy and scary and evil. It's like, oh, you just ruined it, dude. It would have been great as an instrumental. Like it would. This
1: reminds me of like uh, looking at the lyrics. Like this reminds me of like a Hammer horror movie.
0: Yeah. Like a lot of that. So they they even tackle some of that kind of campiness in the music itself. Mm-hmm. not just the lyrics but here i would say up until track four we it's like these guys are i mean because like black dream is a hardcore song it's a punk song but it's already darker that crazy boomy production is uh it doesn't sound very it's not flattering you know like how i've, I've said many times in the past that the faster the drums are the less there should be echo on the toms because mm-hmm. it really fucking but the thing is here it creates this big spacious uh sort of like hopeless kind of production which is great uh conceptually but not for the types of because these are like fun songs.
1: Yeah and like like you said I that production is what I thought the band was gonna be so like there's some neat keyboard Effects mm-hmm. on uh Black Dream. And I wish there was this more of like a doom metal influence It's on it.
0: Way more punk influence than anything. You get uh All Murder, All Guts, All Fun, which is very all, punk. It's a fucking great song. It is just the Misfits. It, put put that song on. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna be encouraging you to put on more songs just because it's I know, also easy. wrote that down. Yeah, it's just the Misfits song. Murder, murder. Sing alongable oh, Yes
1: great. Although not a great album Infinitely Better than anything The Misfits did Without dancing no, yeah, That's
0: not even That's That's almost an insult Of a comparison This, this is a, I think this is a good album With some severe problems Like uh Even So there's like A few things where uh, I like, but I totally get shitting on, like the song Macabre, which is it's silly, it's campy, those background evil low voices mm-hmm. are ridiculous, and they do, Sam Hain does that a lot. They mm-hmm. use those, oh yeah. Yeah, they use this a lot. For some reason I like that song. Uh, this cover, uh, they cover, so Sam Hain has, they do horror business. They call it horror biz here. Every Every Sam Hain record, except for the last one, they cover a Misfit song because Danzig wrote everything. Uh, This cover of Horror Business, I think, is severely inferior to the original.
1: I would agree with that. Also, it's like, not immediately after All Murder, All Guts, All Fun, but it's close enough where you're like, oh, that sounded like a Misfits song, and then you get an actual Misfits song.
0: An actual Misfits song, not to mention uh, He Who Cannot Be Named, Mm -hmm. which is just pop punk. Yeah. Like, I don't, these guys aren't that threatening, dude. Like that that cover doesn't mean shit yeah. after hearing songs like that.
1: Um, yeah, I guess, you know, a lot of the punk dancing did is not that threatening. It's it's, it's more on the pop side, but um I think the most outside of the the intro song, I think the most interesting and not necessarily good songs are the shift and the How. Yeah. They're not great. But those feel
0: more like a different band. They absolutely do. I think the Howl is fucking awesome. I think the Shift is not. There you go. Shift, um, it's like, I like how it's really chromatic, you know, like super mm-hmm. sick sounding, like really monotonous, but it's it's just boring. Like I, I like the, after a while it starts to feel like, oh, this is kind of weird and odd, but it's just boring. Uh, the Howl is fun as shit in that outro I think it's some of Danzig's best vocals in this entire period. Maybe I
1: need to listen to the Hal separately so I can like yeah. separate it from
0: Yeah, they're, I mean they're completely different yeah. Hal, is, Hal is actually more akin to to like Black Dream than it is anything else on here, but
1: and then archangel was originally meant to be a misfit song
0: shocking put on no before you put on archangel <laughs> because uh that's i love i love it i think it's great it's like a it's just a pop song mm-hmm. but it's produced so fucking bad you, the guitar is completely inaudible there's basically no guitar on there uh bass is bass is fine whatever uh there is those like i was saying those scary low voices It sounds like a choir of werewolves singing along to this pop song. It's ridiculous. Put it on. I love it. Fun fact about this song. I have a semi-DVD I mean, of like one performance of theirs, and I—it's the only footage I'm aware of where Gandy plays guitar, and he's playing it on this song. I was reading
1: on Wikipedia that that yeah, he
0: and, he, no, he and, recorded all the guitars for this album and like.
1: No, but like live, they would do that, and then uh, the guitar—they would play two basses. Ah, just.
0: Super misfits yeah. It's so fucking catchy, though. Oh, man, I, that's a really good song. I, I, that's very nostalgic for me. Um, no, it's, it's just a Misfits song. It's just a slow Misfits song.
1: Yes, which they uh, have a few.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, what else about this? Um,
1: it's We almost covered it track by track, almost. as we tend to do on these shorter... The shorter discographies. Yeah.
0: So it's not like it gives you the impression early on that it's going to be like this. All right, this is evil Misfits. Now they're heavier. They're slower. They're fucking going to kick your ass. And then they but just, not really not yeah. really thick. Black dream is one thing where it's like, Oh, they could, it's still heavy, but it's just mm-hmm. fast. And then you go to fucking all murder. I'm like, okay, this is pretty poppy. And then you go to Hugh Canopy, and I was like, this is really poppy. And then you go to Archangel. Like, this is just the Misfits. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? You're trying, you trying to pull it over on us, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could see
1: that being like a, uh, to prove a point though that like you know i wrote those songs i am Definitely. what's he is integral to to the band yeah. which eh,
0: it's true yeah, man like yeah. he, these he was a great great fucking songwriter like these are these will stay in your head uh and it's it's funny to me like it always struck me as this kind of cosmic joke on glenn danzig that he writes amazing songs, hooks that will stay in your head for years, but none of it is evil. None of it will ever yeah. sound threatening and he's desperately trying to be this dark figure writing these this evil music, but it will never be that, it will never sound that way. He's not going to write fucking black metal he's not going to write shit mm-hmm. written by fucking uh a triptych or something like he can't yeah. do that that's not what he but he's so good at pop he's so yeah. good at pop it's just crazy to me
1: that's uh that's what happens where instead of like acknowledging what you're good at and leaning into it you want to you want to be someone else so yeah. bad but you're this a crazy old guy in Silver Lake buying kitty litter that
0: hey man we all got to need we all need a kitty litter dude. Yeah
1: telling people you know hurling bricks off your lawn
0: that's if anybody hasn't heard the the Danzig brick story I urge you to look it up it's I I don't know if it's true it's probably an urban myth
1: I think I want it to be true
0: fucking hilarious Uh, but anyway the most growing pain of any Danzig album I've ever heard I like it a lot though Mm -hmm. but let us move on this is where things get a little bit tricky but we'll explain more in a minute this is 1985's unholy passion
1: It sounds industrial a little bit, like the way the drums are.
0: Yeah, not punky, not punky no. at all. I wonder if we're going to get pulled off of YouTube for having tits on there. It's a, it's a drawing, you assholes. It's a fucking drawing. <laughs> but those are
1: really big. <laughs> yes.
0: Comically big, dude. <laughs> yeah.
1: I didn't even... Like, I don't even think about boobs. Like, I have so many... So many, like, tour posters with boobs in my in my place. Like, like I
0: don't even think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good. It's all walk around. It's So I... I really like this song, but I really hate this version. I severely hate this version. The,
1: I think, I think the song is uh, an, an improvement over the last album. Uh, we're getting like you know more, more something their own voice. Yeah, for sure. But. Man, the lyrics on that song make me laugh. Unholy passion, I feel for you. Yeah. This thing that hangs down my leg, I feel <laughs> for you. I do. And then also later on, he says nipples tighten.
0: So if anybody's read Danzig's lyrics ever, they're never good. They're never good. No. They're always bad. They're always either uh, overly evil, overly sexual, and clumsy, to say the very,
1: least. Yeah, that's a good way to put yeah. it. Because There are
0: people who could do
1: like smooth sexual lyrics. Yeah. Dancing is not one of those people. This
0: is one of my favorite things about him is that I feel like he probably knows that a little bit. So he's got, I said in the past before, he's got one of the craziest mush mouths in music history of all Mm -hmm. vocals. You can't understand a fucking word he's saying. Even if you know what he's saying, lining it up, it's like, I guess he's saying that in the song. Yeah.
1: No, I... I talked about it on the misfit song, like listening to bullet a million times and then like realizing there's like this. Yeah. Like lyric about jerking off and coming. It was like the funniest revelation yeah. I've it's ever, I ever had. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, I remember, yeah, it was news to me in the, on the episode. So this EP, this is where things get a little, little complicated. Uh, so the original version that was released in 1985 is the, you know, that's, the version we're playing songs off of, but it was the version. If you buy it on CD somehow now, it is not this. It is the version that was re-recorded and re-released in 2000. along with the box set? Uh, I, so
1: like 99. Yeah. 2000.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I will say that version sounds so much better. It's mm-hmm. so much better. And we get that later on. We're going to get that EP. We're not going to bl- bl- gloss over it. But for now, this version, 1985, um, I think this is a very fucking good. I think this is exactly what the first album should have been.
1: Yes. Yeah. I would agree with that. Um, you still get a Misfits cover. All hell is all hell breaks loose. Yep. Um,
0: I think, honestly, I think that song fits in better with Samhain than the Misfits. Yeah. Especially the way they played here, where it's way slower, way heavier. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, this is, this fits with this band. They, they, it doesn't none of it is first of all none of it's poppy like all hell is the most poppy thing on here mm-hmm. uh and it all feels like it should have been the second half of the first record yeah it just if it, it works completely.
1: It, really. it'd be stronger um I think the best track is I am misery
0: I think it's great I don't know if it's my favorite track but it's fucking a great closer
1: yeah it's very chaotic very unhinged yeah nonstop drum fills which is something you you wouldn't get in the Misfits. So yeah. I think it's a fun track. Um, more. Morbund. 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 Jingly. Dude. So Jingly Misfits keyboards I on there. Fucking love that song.
0: Like the, I want you to put on Morbund because this is the only song where I feel like those fucking werewolf vocals fit amazingly. Okay. I think they fit great.
1: There we go. It's uh, it's fun to say, uh...
0: Mama (laughs) Duke! With Danzig's voice, you can fit in any word you want. Yeah. Yeah, Steve Zing, the drummer here, on the first two records, uh, very underrated, because he kept them from being just a traditional punk band. He's really, he's really
1: tight too, right now. Like, you can hear this dude is in the pocket.
0: Yeah. And those tempo changes. Which slows down every time it goes back to this part. It's fucking great. I really like the song. I love I fucking love that song. Uh,
1: Sometimes I think a song is like whatever. Okay. And then hearing how passionate you are about it. <laughs> I'm like, I got to go back. And yeah, uh, so not that I thought it was a bad right, song, right. but like after that endorsement, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah let me go back there.
0: So, so uh, when I was re-listening to this, uh, I hadn't heard this in so many years. I completely f- forgot that The Hungry End existed, and I was so excited. Like, that song is so fucking badass. Yeah. Like,
1: I'm going to uh, play a little bit of that. Do
0: it. Goddamn. is like, like constant drum roll.: Yeah,
1: this is kind of a little bit of a surf
0: vibe. Yeah, to it. for sure. I don't know if we'll get to the that chorus, but it's worth it. That chorus is fucking worth it.
1: Also, the like uh, the guitar on, like the, the effects they're using is very like something else that makes them different. And you, I don't think you would hear that guitar. Uh, effects in the misfits.
0: No, it's it's way more akin to noise rock. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Albini S. Yeah. Oh, I love this chord so much. <laughs>
0: Uh, I really, I highly encourage everyone to seek this, seek out this record, man. Like, oh God, it's, it's remarkably consistent too.
1: Uh, Yeah, we both agree. Uh, Improvement over, uh, over the previous one.
0: But uh, this is kind of where this sound ends. Yes. So it's, it's a very interesting thing. So you think they're going in this trajectory and you think like, okay, they're finally building off the sound that they introduced. in, in the first album, they're clearly going to go even darker, even heavier. Not quite. I kind of, kind of, kind of short up. Before we get into
1: it, should I play the intro track for uh, for this next bad boy or what?
0: I was thinking about that. I'm not sure. I'm gonna do it. Okay. So this is the the second full length album. This is 1986. Fuck, sorry, I'm taking forever. 1986, November, Coming Fire. The shirt I'm wearing. No shit.
1: again those yeah. drums sound
0: awful so the drums sound awful because that is a new drummer that is a Mr. London May
1: yes but overall I dig it I like those bell noises oh yes
0: yeah. I think it's a great like it's a great intro so the production that they were trying to do yeah. the first two records is working now yes it's finally working all the howls the bells the synths yes. it's all coming together so this is instrumental and uh not something Danzig did very very much in his entire career
1: no but i like i said smart
0: smart move yeah
1: this is the sound I want from the get go. Yeah. Except the
0: drums. Yeah, drums are rough here. So let's talk a little bit. We're going to be putting on stuff throughout because this this is the hardest record to find of theirs. Like uh,
1: which it shouldn't be because best personal best. favorite. Best. Like, it's Without not. Yeah, yeah, it's not even a competition. Yeah. Um,
0: I'm glad you like it. I was worried. I was getting real worried. No, <laughs> I really, I re-
1: really like this album a lot. Um, I don't understand if if they only do one release yeah it's got to be this one it's
0: a wild album it you have no fucking clue where it's going next and
1: it's so effortless to listen to it it's so fun it it's a breeze and yeah it's just upsetting that it it's not readily available to consume
0: so this record is the reason I bought that whole box set mm-hmm. this album because this was impossible to find when I was a yeah. kid impossible. There wasn't, there wasn't even like the internet was like, you know, not you, but infancy. like, yeah, but it was like still the days of like the wire and, and shit like that. So it was, and I didn't really have a computer as a kid. So I've, I bought that cause I was the easiest way to get this album. Now, apparently both ways are impossible. Now I'm sure you can find it on YouTube. Highly recommend everyone listening to this. Uh, and sure enough, that's the one album in the box that's not in the case. I have no idea where it is because life sucks and I, Mm -hmm. life's cruel. But, uh, so that intro alone is like, okay, you kind of know it's them, but it's still like a little bit weird. It's a little sillier, a little stranger. And then in my grip comes on. What the fuck is this song?
1: Let's say, uh, I went back on and forth, but, uh, it, it, it hits, I think. I'm going to play a little bit. Do that. Again, uh, different guitar tone. Yep. So, I'm
0: for it. Whoa! This song... So, it's a punk song, I guess. But every note is wrong. It's like it's like a, a, a song made up completely of wrong notes, and it works. Yeah,
1: like... It's one of those wrong notes songs though where it it fits a lot and again like I I said, you know, the the big black Steve LBNE vibes. Of course, it doesn't sound exactly like yeah. it, but And then when you think it's gonna go like standard
0: punk with like this kind of yeah. It's still super dissonant. just yeah. strong notes everywhere. It's like one of the most, uh, like most fuck you intro songs or opener songs because it's like it's definitely driving. It's definitely going to mm-hmm. get your fucking blood going. But It's like this sounds fucking weird. This is like there's nothing hooky about it. It's just fucking wrong. I, uh, I don't know why I like
1: it so much. And then the biggest banger and the one of the few songs I've heard, Mother Mercy, mm-hmm. probably the best way to get the to hear it is the version for Metallica Guitar Hero that's probably like the cleanest oh yeah it's in updated, there that's right like remastered version you can get is the the Guitar Hero version ironically that's
0: so oddly enough Mother Mercy is such a fucking great song it's one of the most satisfying sing-alongable and themic kind of like that the way it, it Mother of
1: Mercy, mercy yeah yeah and again i i associate like metal with galloping stuff so you get yeah, a lot of that There's a lot here.
0: more dude there's way more metal on here than there ever was before and like with that song man like it starts out like kind of hooky but still kind of like kind of dissonant but the, it just keeps building and building until the, the the outro is this fucking like oh my god it just gives me tingles
1: it's a great song, yeah. and uh, yeah, the the reason it was on there is because this is one of James Headfield's like most favoriteist el- albums of all time. That mm. alone should warrant
0: kind of like gives you an idea, yeah. of what this what this is. Um,
1: birthright. Oh, the heaviest song they've ever done, dude. It's great. It's great.
0: Maybe uh, just the intro. Maybe just the okay. intro. Okay. No one's gonna hear this album anywhere else. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I love, like, those 80s the bells. The
0: bells work. The bells work real well. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's, like, bluesy. Yeah, not full-on No, but, but it's... This song has... So, it starts out fucking heavy and angry, then it goes all bluesy, and then the chorus, again, is something completely different. Something, yeah. the, this is one of the most actually menacing songs, for sure. It
1: God
0: damn, it's a great song. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right. Um,
1: what else we got going on here? We got uh, To Walk the Night.
0: That is an evil Roy Orbison song, and it's gorgeous. Yeah, they just have these effects, like,
1: peppered through the song. Yeah. There's, like, this high-pitched noise that yeah. just... It works. It's cool when... Like... I don't normally think of layers when I think of dancing music, but this album has some like layers to the songs and it's it's really cool.
0: That's the ballad of the, of the album. And then what makes, so here's where I, I still have things about this album that I I don't love. Like, uh, let the day begin is that could be a misfit song. That's the
1: only, I think that's the only
0: one. I think kiss of steel could also be a misfit song. Okay. So, both of those are my least favorite songs in the whole album, mm-hmm. and it's because like everything else is so unexpected and strange, and like the fact that there's a pop song thrown in there is unexpected and strange, but they're still like underwhelming. Like Let the Day Begin is actually a pretty decent song, but it's sandwiched between To Walk the Night and their rendition of Halloween 2, which is ha- like, how do you fucking compete with that?
1: Halloween 2 was also one of the few songs I heard before this, and that's another reason I thought the band was going to be more dark and menacing, because that version of Halloween 2 is what all their covers should have sounded like.
0: It is their best rendition of a song by far. Yes. It's it's fucking heavy as shit. Completely different. It's a different song. It's a different song completely. kicks the shit out of the original. It's funny...
1: Uh, talking about someone covering their own song and they like nail all the criteria we have for a cover song. For a good
0: cover? <laughs> yeah,
1: just make it <laughs> different.
0: Make it different. It's a completely different song. It's fucking awesome. And once again, like the original Halloween and Halloween 2 both sing along. You can hear a lot of the, the whoa chorus. Oh, this
1: is like more gothy, like
0: Halloween. It's, and it's like yeah. almost indie sounding too. So Put on that, since for the sake of Halloween, why the hell not?
1: One, two, three. This is a dirty, like, white zombie yeah. is a noise band version. It
0: sounds like make it die slowly, white zombie. Like yeah. With like really space echoey production and stuff. Both bands
1: were on uh, Caroline Records, too, so. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. Funny. Awesome. No! Is there a better better person in the music business
0: screaming no than dancing no. like no? no! <laughs> Again, I want to get to that chorus because it's such a fucking payoff. Cause that's the only part of a
1: song where you're like, Oh, that's what they're doing. Yeah.
0: This doesn't sound anything like the original at all. It's like the Latin that he's speaking, I guess.
1: I'm usually against uh, sequel songs but this
0: one Halloween 2 worked Halloween 2 did work
1: I like Unforgiven 2 uh, Look
0: at you Metallica making a fucking third part to the Unforgiven series cause she'll be
1: Unforgiven 3 <laughs> stupid fucker. No, he doesn't say that, but I this. No, we, we imagine be, him saying it every single time. Because he says you'll be unforgiven too. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah.
0: Stupid fucking... Fuck Metallica. I love him. Uh, so what... I mean, I already said the only thing, the only thing I don't like here is because of Steel and, and that.
1: I like the guitar salon on the title track.
0: Oh, November's Fire is cartoony, spooky, and poppy. Oddly hooky. weird song. Yeah. Fucking again. Not scary. No. It's like silly almost. It's like mm-hmm. it's like, uh, like front lawn Halloween decorations. Scary.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Also, I let li- uh, my friend Hillary came over, helped me set up my Halloween decorations. So I listened to all these albums in the oh. the correct ambiance yeah. with the, the spirit the, which it, they were intended. Yeah, yeah. With my decorations and the Halloween lights on, it was uh, it bad. was nice. Not
0: bad. Not bad. Unbridled. Uh, I I fucking love this song. That's a killer track. I didn't because when I was a kid, I didn't love that song. I was like, that's fun. It's kind of kind of fun song. But now, for some reason, I fucking love it. Put on a bridle.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That happens sometimes where you're older and like you're like fuck that song bangs yeah. Like two minutes. Like psychobilly s. Absolutely, not play this. I'm just I'm just gonna keep calling back to other podcasts. Some of that, some of that early Gun Club. Oh yeah, a little more
0: unhinged, but this is oh man, this is so fucking strange. I really like the production of the, the song a lot. It's like the uh, this along with the closer. They nail a lot of like those uh ambient uh ambient voices and synths and just little little production things like they're not scary songs, but if you were to take away the song and leave just the production, it's actually pretty fucking creepy. Mm. It's a weird thing where you throw these silly almost like silly hooky sing alongable songs over this genuinely dark production. It's a weird fucking album.
1: It's such a shame. Like when they finally find their voice, it's, yeah, crumbles after this. The
0: band, the band is done. done. Yeah. Um. So before we move on to the the story. <clears throat> oh yeah, my bad. Human pony girl, because just disturbing, like, disturbing. It's I childish
1: think it, dancing lyrics. <laughs> I
0: stupid lyrics, but I, musically, I think it is. Uh, I think it's their most menacing song they've ever done.
1: I. What's the word I'm looking for? Body horror disgusts me to a level that nothing mm-hmm. else does. Mm-hmm. Like uh, we saw tusks yeah. together. Ooh. And what a, what a bonding experience. Yeah, especially so since I
0: didn't know what it was going in. I didn't even know it was a horror movie. <laughs> I had no idea what it was. Any movie,
1: any song trying to make humans, animals is disturbing to me. So It's a
0: fucking great song, though. It's a great closer. It's got some, oh man! Just it nails it. It nails all the scariness that I feel like he was. He's been wanting to do his entire career, and honestly, looking at the the band Danzig, like a lot of that stuff didn't even come close to Human Point of Girl at all in terms of the atmosphere. It's Just interesting.
1: I've heard like one di- one solo album from him, but period. Yeah, really. Oh. I will say, just hearing that is is different. And there's a reason for that. So Yeah, they're more of a rock band. This, this, yes. this
0: is a punk band, a very ambitious punk band, pretty much.
1: It's, it totally is what it is. It's a, a punk band that wants to be a metal band and doesn't quite know how to do that. Nor do they have the chops for it. No, they yeah. don't, which kind of makes it endearing.
0: It is. So, like, uh, this is the only record that Drummer London May played on. And he is not good, and like he's not ah, he's not the worst, but boy, is he not good. Just compared to Steve Zing, who was real good.
1: I mean, Zing's better. I don't have issues with London's playing. It's just more the way they it sounds.
0: There, he's he's sloppy. He's really repetitive. He's not big on fills because he's not that great. But uh, it kind of doesn't matter because the songs are just genuinely the most interesting they've been. So it's just. So unexpectedly diverse, from like we, because like the the transition from Initium to An holy Passion is like okay, so now they're just doing more of what they started on Initium. Mm-hmm. Here it's like oh, they're just a different band. They're writing a bunch of weird songs. Yeah,
1: down. they finally found their voice. Yeah,
0: wow, wild stuff.
1: Um, but what happened was Rick Rubin signed them to America. And he wanted to put a super group behind dancing.
0: That's a smart idea.
1: So that was agreed, but that Eerie would be the bass player and that everybody else would be replaced. Yeah. So that was the deal that he made for signing and signing to America, because I think Rick Rubin, um, this is still one, when he was, you know,
0: it was Def Jam before that. It was it wasn't America
1: yet. Well, whatever. Uh, Rick Rubin though still had vision yeah. back oh. then.
0: I mean, he. You see, however, you feel about the guy now, man, he is one of the most consistent tastemakers yes. for like all the '80s and like '90s. Like he's, he's he does good yeah, work.
1: He made bands, including Dancing, and so. It wasn't that the band broke up as much as this kind of transitioned into dancing. That's yeah. why you see a, a lot of the, the same logo, yeah. the same, the same font. Um, but yeah, that's why you get like John Christ, Chuck Biscuit. John Christ,
0: uh, the, the best guitarist at Danzig ever had. Yeah. And Chuck Biscuit of DOA, uh, Canadian hardcore punk band and Black Flag for like one summer or like a year or something like that.
1: Lu- Looping around because I forgot to say it on the first album. Uh, oh right, Lyle Pressler from Minor Threat. Minor Threat plays guitar on a few tracks. Also, uh,
0: Brian Baker played with them for like a second. Yeah, just Minor Threat was also
1: involved with Samhain. It's <laughs> so, so weird, wild. But yeah, that's why the band kind of breaks up because of this signing with America. And I think I think Ruben had a lot of the same grapes we had, where obviously he sat he saw dancing as very more like I don't want to say commercial friendly but he saw more of like the hard rock yeah. aspect he wanted to bring out and I can't even say that was a bad choice. It's just unfortunate that it had to happen at the expense of
0: a weird band like this. Yes. Yeah. Because like those first four Danzig albums I stand by mm. hard. Those are fantastic rock albums, great albums, but Nothing like this, and I really, really miss something like this. I I mean, this is so odd. One of the weirdest things. Like, it's also as much as we're gushing about this album, I would have a hard time. If like, if someone was new to Danzig completely, like to anything he's done, this would not be my first recommendation. Mm -hmm. They'd be like, ah, maybe check out some check out fucking Walk Among Us, check out the first Danzig album, maybe, and if you Uh. like those, come to this one. Okay, okay, that makes more sense. It's a very strange album, but. Uh, this last album that we are now at is a complicated one. It was released in 1990, you know, after the band had broken up, uh, we'll get into the nitty greedy a little bit, but there's also two completely different versions. There's the one released in 1990, and then there's the one that was released along with a box set, uh, with a completely second half of the track listing. But anywho, this is 1990s final descent actually put up. Put on the, the, the title track. Okay,
1: this this guy is it the title track or is it this called
0: Descent? Descent. Descent. Okay.
1: So most of this is like demos. It's, it's real rough sounding, but it's still
0: kind of. I think Danzig sounds incredible in these songs.
1: I think he sounds funny. He sounds
0: funny, but he always sounds kind of funny sometimes.
1: This is the most metal one, because this is John Chrysler. Yeah, yeah. And some of these tracks are Chuck or, uh, Chip
0: Biscuits. I don't know exactly. It's really complicated.
1: I think some of these are Chuck Biscuits. No relation, if I was clean shaven.
0: I love this song so much. So it's still fast as shit, but with the most metal guitar playing ever.
1: Yeah, there's there's some fun stuff on here even if the production is, is rough.
0: I'm actually not even entirely sure if this that isn't a drum machine. But I it before Chuck Piss gets on board. I might a little bit.
1: So because this is, you know, demos and this kind of thrown together with an EP mm-hmm. Worst Least Favorite.
0: So here's where things get weird. Yeah. So the 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 re-release the 2000 2001 version mm-hmm. Worst. The 1990 version Personal Favorite. So this is Worst Personal Favorite. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Someone had to do it. We've, yeah, we've both toyed with the idea. Yeah,
0: so I, I believe uh, the the only track that Chuck plays drums on is "Death in Its Arms," which I love that fucking song. Okay, that song kills me. I I still remember distinctly when I first heard this record. I bought it at Amoeba Records. I listened to it on the way home, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Because <laughs> I didn't own any Danzig at <laughs> the time. I was just all well, I had it was this, and uh. So, so okay, so the, the, the 1991, the one that I like a lot, mm-hmm. track, so for both releases, 1990 and 2000, uh, tracks one through five are the one, the, the basically pre-Danzig demos. Yes. It's John Christ is there. It's just Danzig, but faster and like, kind of like more raw. Mm-hmm. The second half of the 1990 release is the Unholy Passion EP that we already talked about mm-hmm. with the addition of Misery Tomb. Uh, misery Tomb is I Am Misery without the music. It's just Danzig screaming with a bunch of overdubs, and it fucking sucks. <laughs> it blows, dude. It shouldn't be. There it has no reason to be there. It's stupid. Yeah, But that's also the version of the Unholy Passion EP where Danzig re-recorded the guitars and remixed the whole album. Or I mean, the, the, the whole EP. Mm-hmm. And it sounds way better. It sounds way better. Uh, so,
1: this is the version of uh, Unholy Passion to listen to.
0: It actually is. So the t- uh, when we were talking about Unholy Passion, I said the title track, that version was rough. I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. This version of it is just so superior. Nice. They fixed the vocals because the vocals in the original, was there was like two or three uh, different vocal tracks going on at the same time, and they're both really low, and mm-hmm. they're both kind of like, Danzig sounded fucking tired. He, didn't, he wasn't really shouting a lot. Here, I don't know if he recorded new tracks or uh, if he just jacked up the volume on certain other ones, but it sounds real good. Uh, everything sounds clear. Uh, the only problem is Misery Tomb. That stupid added track. Yeah. But aside from that, let's go back to the, the first half. I'm like fucking talking too much. Tracks, uh, tracks one through five. Night Chill. Night Chill. Uh, we skipped it, but it is an instrumental Halloween like, yes, Like the movie Halloween theme song kind of.
1: Yeah, it sounds like uh, it belongs on like a Clive Barker soundtrack. Very cool for this time of year if you like that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, with the ridiculous key. There's like a million keyboards. Like yeah. Ding, 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 like, it's very silly. Very fun. Uh, I already said, death in, you know, put on death in its arms. Just it's, it's, <laughs> we got to put on as much of this band as possible.
1: You're not gonna have any songs to play at the end.
0: I'll be alright. But <laughs> you tell me what to do. Oh, wait, can you start again? Sorry.
1: No. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So, uh, wait.
0: Uh, you had so, it. what happens?
1: There
0: we go. I wanna fucking cover this song. I love it.
1: This is kind of like a preview of what would come with dancing. Hell yes. This is like very bluesy.
0: This song is literally the band dancing. Yeah, it's Chuck Berry. Oh, F- yeah. This is the Chuck one. Yeah. yeah.
1: So yeah, it makes sense yeah. that it sounds the way it does. Yeah.
0: Ah, oh, God, my song. Uh, Lords of the Left Hand, I dig it. Great bassline, dude.
1: We're gonna play We're doing it. 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 We're doing it.
0: <laughs> I love those drums too. sounds like it would be really it would sound great on like like the first three dancing records specifically like Mm. it it should have been on there um and birthing
1: dude great guitar riff oh amazing uh,
0: dude already there already already there
1: (laughs) say no more fam
0: it's a great this this first half is fucking phenomenal the drums sound very rough because you could you could tell it's not like yeah Polish. these were not finished no. songs. Damn, sounds exactly like Jim Morrison here. Ah, uh, stop! Uh, sounds exactly like Jim Morrison. It doesn't. You really Dude, th- this first half, like, you feel like goddamn, like, a whole Find album of these kinds out. of songs, I would have been fucking blown away by. Yeah. It's a great chorus, too. Alright. Goddamn. Fun. Super fun.
1: And then. Uh, I hope I listen to the right version. Uh, you get some songs that would eventually become dancing songs. So,
0: yeah, that's the version on the 2000 release. Yeah. So that's this is where it goes to shit for me. And mm-hmm. this is why it's worst.
1: Yeah, because "Twists of Cain and Possession are not what we would not even know. Close. It's funny. You can you can hear it. You know, it's them. Yeah. But so, yeah, they are inferior.
0: Here's the thing. I do agree. They're both inferior, especially Twisted I mm-hmm. So I heard this before Danzig's first album, and Twisted Kane is the opening track on Danzig's first album. So I heard this, and I never cared for it. Mm-hmm. And then when I finally got a hold of Danzig's first album, and I was like, Twisted Kane, What the hell? And I was like, oh, this is the best song ever. Yeah. How, like, how do they make it so much better than this version? This version blows. you
1: think that's the, the Rick Rubin?
0: I think it's a little bit of it. Rick yeah. Rubin. Yeah. Uh, this version of Possession, I actually do like in a weird... Kind of, uh, I don't know. It's like really danky sounding, really twisted. <laughs> it's like it makes me uncomfortable. I yeah. like it. I think it's cool. Put on a little, little, bit of that if you can. I know it's on YouTube because little, we don't...
1: little, little Italy. Little, 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 little.
0: Yeah, this doesn't sound like dancing or really. Sounds like it's recorded in the basement too.
1: Yeah, like most dancing songs do, I guess.
0: Yeah. Who's playing guitar on this one? I think. I think that's dancing on guitar. Oh, okay. Explains the minimalist type of. Yeah, it's very minimal. All right. So that's. We, we eventually know position and Twisted Kane. Both of the songs had James Hetfield singing backup vocals on. Yep. Which is like neat. They're both here.
1: Um, and but, then yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be dancing if he didn't cover an Elvis song. Oh. Oh. I don't mind it. <laughs> <If> it sounds. <laughs> it sounds like us. Yeah. If it was cleaned up, I. Th- Think it'd be a cool cover song. Well,
0: he he did cover it on. Oh, well, with yeah, that's right. He that's covered right. it on the Thrall Demon Sweat Demon Sweat Live EP. Um, it was like a full on Danzig with all the members of Danzig mm-hmm. cover. That one sounds fine. I don't even like the song Trouble, so it's like either way, I fucking can do without it.
1: I like the you know try to make it spooky aspect.
0: There's uh, uh, slasher flick synths in Trouble. Yes, which is.
1: Which could, Hilarious. I think could work, but not
0: here. It's fucking, <pineapple> <laughs> it's so stupid. I hate it. I really hate it. Uh, and final track, uh, Lords of the Left Hand. It's just the Lords of the Left Hand, but like a hardcore punk version of it. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. Not as good as the, the other one, but yep. I still think it's very cool. Uh, but like, so like, I still like it even the, the version that I don't like, I still like it. It's just,
1: and it gave you the superior version of the EP. So he it's, did, he did. It's, it is a mixed bag.
0: So, so the, the 2000 version uh, with, you know, all those fucking songs, all the demos and stuff, I would just much, much, much rather this have been a five song EP and it would have been yeah. maybe my favorite still. Yeah. Like this is fucking wonderful. Uh, but the fact that they tacked on a bunch of demos that we didn't really need or care for and they don't even come across, they they doesn't fit with the whole package. It's just mm-hmm. it's clearly a different band, clearly guys who like uh who weren't that great at the instruments playing in a basement mm-hmm. compared to fucking John Christ and Chuck Biscuits. Like, ah, yeah. that's kind of a big difference. And then the nineteen ninety version with the only only holy passion EP. It's just two of my favorite things. Like I love that EP and then I love these first five tracks. So it's like, it's essentially just, yeah, it's essentially just a great compilation to me. Yeah. So that's why I fucking love it.
1: Yeah. Um, Weird, weird band. Very, very weird. Uh, So they kind of this phased into dancing. Yeah. Uh, They would get together in 99 for the uh, release of the box set that's right that's do right. some touring on that uh would play again in 2011 oh it's that long ago already 2012 and
0: 2014 14 is the one i remember the most
1: yeah, yeah. so they do like dancing will do like festivals of like his legacy and.
0: yeah i mean the fact that he reunited with misfits is already a pretty big deal i think when we recorded a misfits episode, they were going to do Madison square garden, like the following day or yeah. like, two days after or something like that. But, uh, it's so funny that I've never, I've seen Danzig a couple of times, but I've never seen. And I saw him when he was playing misfit songs with Doyle before the full on reunion.
1: Yeah. That's, I didn't see that. Yeah. Like at these legacy <clears throat> shows, he would, he would
0: yeah. do that. Uh, I never saw any of the Sam Henry reunions, which is, kind of ironic because i was so obsessed with them but i was already like older when that happened like the 2011 one i was already kind of moved on mm-hmm. uh but interesting interesting band uh i still don't understand understand how they haven't been reissued like we said before but weird blip on the career of a strange and tiny man
1: also uh to kind of tied into what we did uh todd youth who played with iggy pop todd would mm. has played with uh with-
0: there's a lot of like those live lineup lineups were, were all over the place right mm-hmm. they had, like a bunch of different they just like swap out members you know mid-show because i think they had both drummers uh toying with them i think <clears throat> something like that uh but it seems Fun. I think. Oh, actually, I think he brought back the blood for the Sam Hain shows too.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah the I was reading that.
0: That's fucking hilarious. Like I'm too old to be doing that. Too fucking old.
1: Because yeah, they played uh, the first album in its entirety at um, Riot Fest. Mm, interesting. So I'm sure they had the blood yeah. there because yeah, it's they, on the cover. You got it. You got
0: it. And like, look at uh, like, all the old footage of them. That it looked grimy, man. Like they, it was full on. Like they were covered in it. It wasn't like like the cover of Initium, like they're like clearly it was poured on them, but on stage you see them like, like, like it looks like they're gonna slip on it on stage. That's how much <laughs> is on them. It's insane. Uh, but still a wild band, crazy band, strange, musically very strange, but fun. And I'm glad we got to talk about them at length. <clears throat> I guess in a year we'll do Danzig solo stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. See you in a year. Yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if we just, like, recorded it the next day and sat, sat, <laughs> sat on it, it <laughs> for a whole year?
0: It's so weird. Uh, but let us do this recap.
1: Best personal favorite, November Coming Fire. Worst least favorite, Final Descent.
0: Best, November Coming Fire. No surprise here. Worst, okay, <laughs> Final Descent 2000 plus 2001. Worst, Final Descent 1990 personal favorite <laughs> very weird i know but still uh, uh anyway thank you so much for listening and watching if you want to help us out please subscribe on youtube at every album nope sorry youtube.com youtube.com fuck man it's been a long day youtube.com slash every album ever as well as apple Podcasts, spotify you know anywhere you get podcasts and all that uh follow me on instagram at pope jesse ventura and alex at mother puncture step to date with all the artists that we are currently covering in case you want to email us, you know, send any thoughts or suggestions for artists, uh, email anything you want to every album ever at gmail.com. do not check out the non-existent link in the description of wherever listening or watching, because there's no playlist because these albums are hard to find. YouTube, them. YouTube for YouTube the love of Christ, YouTube them. But, uh, that, Brings us to the end of our fun Halloween extravaganza. I don't know how to wrap it up. I'm just going (laughs) to keep rambling. Anyway, if you'd be so kind to hand me this song, I have one in mind
1: specifically. It's kind of, uh, is it off this album? It sure is. Okay.
0: And that is going to be, huh?
1: This is like a little trickier with the laptop that is.
0: uh, I will tell you what it is right now. Uh, I would say To Walk the Night is what we should end it on. Okay. So thank you so much for listening and watching, everybody. See ya! To Walk the Night!